button come on, I'm loud enough to be heard. Giles, Pastor Giles sent me a message yesterday. He's been preaching every day. Um, yeah, he's also preaching to up to 200 pastors today in Ghana. So he's been busy. So we pray that the Holy Spirit will be with him as he brings the word to the people in Ghana. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Father, for being with us this morning. And we know you're going to speak as you always do. Our ears are open, our minds are open to to listen and hear the word you have for us this morning. We pray that even as the word comes forth, that you're going to minister to us individually where we need the touch and the power of God. We pray in Jesus' name and we say, Amen. I'm going to start by reading a book of Genesis. We'll start right from the beginning. The book of Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26 to 31. The book of Genesis chapter 1. And I'll start from 26. And it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping things that creep on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb to yield seeds, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seeds. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Verse 31, and it says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. The title of my message is God's Image. God's image. He said, God has, from the word go, made us in his image. And it's interesting how God created us. He said, it's not, you know, we, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit walked hand in hand. It was a joint effort. Because the Bible said that God said, let us, let us make man 
in our image. So God is a designer, and his work is perfect. And also, we need to realize that the design and the creation of man, you see, when we talk of Adam and Eve, it's not just Adam and Eve. You will think, oh, he made them, not me and you. No, he did. If you go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, and it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So even, yes, our conception is between our father and our mother or daddy and mommy, but God formed us. It's interesting that he used the same word. He formed us from our mother's womb. So the creation, the making of us in God's image, it wasn't just for Adam and Eve. We are also. So if you're thinking, oh, that creation was just for Adam and Eve, no. Because he said in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, he formed you and I, even in our mother's womb. And also, when God created Adam and Eve, when he formed them, if you go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, he now explains how he brought life into us. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living thing. So this is how we were created. So our image, who we are, is in the image of God. So remember that, that we are made. Adam and Eve were created and made in the image of God. And we, as we are sat here, are also created and made in the image of God. And right from the beginning, God planned that we have direct access to him. The Bible says in the Genesis that God always come down to have a time with Adam and Eve. Man had direct access to God because he made us in his own image. He had, we had direct access to God. But something happened. You see, the, the enemy came and said to Adam and Eve, what did God say to you? Did he say that you shouldn't do this or do that? So the Satan came and deceived Adam and Eve. You see, there's always this issue of people who blaming who. There's always a tendency to blame. The man will say, no, it's the Eve, it's the woman. 
if not for the woman, it won't be like this. <laughs> but you have your own free will. When the woman ate the fruit and gave you, you had a choice to say yes or no. But you still took the fruit and ate. So we are all in it together. So the, the enemy came in the Garden of Eden and deceived Adam and Eve and said, maybe God doesn't want you to be like him. He said, it's amazing how the enemy wants to lie and deceive us and twist words around. And so Adam and Eve decided to go rogue. They decided to do it their own way. They contacted that virus of sin. And so God got rid of them from the Garden of Eden. And what happened when Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden is this. They lost. You see, when God created man, he said, let us make man in our image. It wasn't just our physical image. Because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, that he breathed into them a breath of life. So the image of God in us, right from the beginning, wasn't just the physical image. It was also the image from inside out. You see, but when man decided to sin and decided to go against the wishes and the desire and the design of God, we lost that image of God from inside. And the enemy has constantly, from then, been deceiving men and women about their image. If you look at the second point I'm going to make about the internal identity and image that God desired for us, and how we lost it. If you look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 to 14. It says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. This was Lucifer. You see, Lucifer was an angel, and he rebelled, and he wanted to be like God. And so God threw Lucifer and a third of the angel down to earth. That last verse in Isaiah 14, 13 to 14, it says, and I will be like the Most High. It's interesting because if you go back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 to 5, listen to what the Satan told Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 to 5. Hear what he told them. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. Look at that. And you will be like God. 
knowing good and evil. Lucifer, look at the last verse in Isaiah. It says, I will be like the Most High. At the beginning, that was the same line. Serpent told Eve, he said, you will be like God. So, that is how we lost. So, Lucifer was driven out of heaven with a third of the angel. And they came down to earth. And in the Garden of Eden, they carried on. Again, they deceived Adam and Eve and said to, to them, Eat that fruit because you will be like God. So, the, ins- the beauty from inside, the image of God from inside, is what we have lost. And this beauty from inside has to do with how we see ourselves in the eyes of God. It has to do with our humility in the eyes of God. It has to be with the, the power and the presence of God from inside. Lucifer, why would Lucifer want to be like God? What put in him the thought that he can be like God? And why did Adam and Eve think, I want to be like God? The pride of life. And so God left them. God left Adam and Eve, drove them away. God threw Lucifer down from heaven, down to earth. But God is such a loving God. He is such a wonderful God. He is a God that always has a plan for us. And so he sent his son to restore the image from inside. And look at what Philippians said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, how Jesus came. This, the image from inside that Jesus came down with to restore the image of man from inside. Philippians 2, verse 8 says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. I'll read that again. He said, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled, this is what Jesus, humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. And so humility was one thing the enemy used. Pride and humility was one thing the enemy used to steal our beauty and our image of God from inside out. If you're still in doubt whether what that was is, let's look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 to 4. The book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 to 4. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, 
Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, As surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles, look at that word again. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So, there's a common theme here about our beauty from inside. Lucifer came and lied about what it takes to have that beauty from inside. The serpent in the Garden of Eden came and lied to Adam and Eve about it. But Christ came, humbled himself to restore that beauty from inside. You know, there's always this common saying, first impression matters. That's for us. That's for the world. It doesn't matter for God. First impression means nothing to God. And why is that? Because he knows each and every every one of us very well. So we can't impress him. He knows us inside out. He knows us even better than we know ourselves. He, he knew, God knew what he created. Our physical image is never the issue. It's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. The book of Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 23, and it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, I have not, have I not, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name. Done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You practice, you who practice lawlessness. So, first impression really doesn't matter as far as God is concerned. That is for us in this world. Because he knows us inside out. Final point I want to make is that Christ is the restorer of the image that we have lost. Christ is the restorer of that image we have lost. You see, to make sure that we understand that the image has nothing to do with what we are seeing. How did Christ come? He didn't come through a noble family. He came through Mary. Mary, that is an unknown young girl, a virgin. 
and God decided to come to the world through Mary. God sent Jesus to restore our identity from inside out. And when he restored our identity, he called us friends. He called us children of God. It's interesting that at the beginning, Adam and Eve were driven away from the Garden of Eden. And Jesus came to restore us back so that we'll be in a position that he can once again come down and have conversation with us regularly. You see, Christ came to restore our beauty from inside. In the book of John, chapter 15, verse 15, he says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. Look at the key word there. He does not know. You see, when Christ came, he came and he called us friends because he wants to restore that image inside out so that we begin to have a good relationship with God again and to know him and he will know us inside out. In Romans 8 and verse 15, Romans chapter 8 verse 15, and it says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So Christ came to restore our image from inside. And yes, he did. Because now we are called children of God. We are called friends of God. We are called heir to the throne. And even as he has restored that image, he did something else. He made a promise. God made a promise. You see, you see, just as they started at the beginning, like I said to you, he said, let us create man in our image. When they decided to restore the image of man from inside out, they agreed again. They said, who shall we send? Christ said, send me. They needed a sacrifice to restore the image of man from inside out. They all played a part. God sent Jesus. The Bible says, for he so loved the world that he sent. Jesus came and did his own part. But when he left, he said, I'm going to send another. So just like three of them were there in the Garden of Eden in creation of man, three of them had a a hand in in redesigning and restoring the image of man from inside out. So they sent the Holy Spirit. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? You see, in the, in the Garden of Eden, enemy lied. 
We, the Adam and Eve, we are vulnerable. But God has a plan this time around. He decided to send the Holy Spirit to reside and stay with us permanently. To expose the lies of the enemy. You know, the Bible says in John 8:44 that Satan is the father of all lies. So the Holy Spirit has come after Jesus has died and restored our relationship with God to make sure that the lies of the enemy doesn't get to us anymore. That we have a constant reminder of our beauty from inside. And also so that we won't be deceived from again in the future. And most importantly, to restore the image of man from inside out. You know, God said that this message is something that we need to remind ourselves all the time. You see, when I knew I was going to preach today, I had to go down and sleep and pray and ask God, what shall I speak? I always do. And he gave me what to say. You see, these days, there's so many topical issues, climate change, um, Brexit. But one other thing that is a, a constant issue in life these days is how we look. Physical appearance. People strive and talk and work hard to look good physically. You know, it's so, it causes so much anxiety, so much stress, so much anguish, so much physical pain, so much health hazard, even death, because people are trying to look good physically. The enemy is lying. Your physical appearance has no problem. However you look, remind yourself today that you are made in God's own image. Why do you think that nobody knows how God looks like? Nobody will tell you that he knows exactly what God looks like. Why is that? Because he wants to remind us that we are all. It doesn't matter how you look. Your physical appearance is not a problem. Because you are made in God's own image. It is shocking to know that in 2003, there were over 10,000 cosmetic surgery in UK alone. 2003. 2015, the number has gone up to 50,000 50, cosmetic surgeries in UK alone. Two or three years ago, the cost of cosmetic surgery was over £9 billion. It's, it's, the more you think of the figure, the more your head spins. 
And so people spend so much time and money trying to look good because the enemy has said, you don't look good. If there's a message for all of us this morning, it's to remind ourselves that we are made in God's image. And also to remind us that physically, however we look, we look good. And also to remind ourselves that what matters is the image, the way the change needs to happen is inside out. And thank God for the Holy Spirit because He has come, restored our image inside out. So as I call the band up, as we begin to think about all these things, let us remember our physical appearance is great. However we look, we look good. Whatever color or shape or size we are, is not a problem. We need to remind ourselves that first impression is of man, not of God. And we need to thank God that through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have been restored inside out. And that we should always remind ourselves so that when the enemy comes to lie, That's why Jesus called him the father of all lies. John chapter 8 verse 44. We have the Holy Spirit to remind us that no, that we are good as we are. That God has made us in his own image. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning We thank you that you've reminded us of who we are in Christ. We thank you that you have gone to the cross to restore the image of man inside out. We thank you that your your word is truth. You know, the Bible says the enemy comes for nothing but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Father, we thank you for the Jesus Christ that have come not only to give us life, but to restore us. Restore our image inside out. To remind us that we are made in the image of God. Father, we thank you. And we are praying this right now that even as we have gathered, is there anyone struggling with that physical image? Struggling with with They thought that they are not looking well enough. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that convicts, that destroys, that discountenances, that bring to nothing the lies of the enemy. Father, bring the the, the truth of Jesus into such a person's life right now. And let them begin to realize that, wow, I am made in the image of God. 
to the glory of your holy name. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, that you have spoken. And we pray in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. That's good. Made in his image. Amen.